What are you talking about? Hell no. Uh-uh, that ain't gonna fly. Facts, homie. Straight facts. I just want to keep it real. It's all I know. Fake news? Uh-uh. Why would you do that? Exactly where did you get that from? Nah, can't believe it. Man, you gotta come with some papers. You got to show papers on that. This is it, man. This is the start. This is the start. Yeah, man, this is how it's gonna start. It- yes, man, real spiel. This is how it's gonna start. The show starts. Huh? Yes, man, the intro. Real spiel. Real spiel. Yes, real. All right. How's everybody doing out there in podcast listener land? Hope all is well with you. As always, all is well with me. Tonight's real spiel is going to focus on artificial intelligence. It's a hot button issue lately in economics and technology everywhere, really, just because it's eventually going to impact every facet of society. And that's what I'm going to talk a little bit about tonight. Now, if you aren't familiar with some of the latest artificial intelligence technology out there, let me enlighten you. Now, Alphabet is the parent company that owns Google and DeepMind. Now, since you're familiar with Google, I presume I'm going to go ahead and describe what DeepMind is. Now, DeepMind is a speech technology which mimics any human voice and sounds more natural than the best text-to-speech systems. So it reduces the gap within human performance by over 50%. Now, eventually, this is going to lead to more technology, such as black shades, which is basically how to be a technology black hat for dummies. I don't know if you've seen the movie Black Hat with Thor. Can't think of his real name. It's one of the Hemsworth brothers. I think he's the swoller, more attractive one. But in any case, the movie sucked. It had an interesting premise, though, about technology hackers and how they're changing society in the face of cybersecurity, national security, all these different things. Well, software like Black Shades is basically plug and play malicious artificial intelligence. It has video and audio eavesdropping capabilities and computer ransomware that allow your local hacker to become your international worst nightmare. Now, on a lower level, for basic consumers like you and I, there's Siri on the iPhone. There's Cortana with Microsoft. There's Amazon's Echo. There's Facebook Messenger. All these different technologies, apps, whatever you want to call them, incorporate some type of voice online commerce element, you know, some type of customer support. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking from a hacker's point of view, what's going to keep bad AI from fooling people through social engineering or manipulation? You know, a machine learning to pick up the traits for easiest marks, just like they do with marketing software now. All these thoughts stemmed from an article I read on Dig. Now, the article was basically about how AI isn't the threat everyone thinks it's going to be with Skynet like Terminator and Terminator Genesis and Terminator 2 and every Terminator movie. But more so a slow hollowing out of the middle class. Basically, people give rise to the machines, which eventually give rise to a chaotic human race. 
Now, in February 1975, a group of geneticists met on the central coast of California to determine if their work would cause the world to end. Arrogant, right? God complex much? If you listen to Alex Jones, apparently all elites are involved in some type of mysticism or some type of high level science that involves mythology. And they think that they've unlocked the key to the next dimension. But I won't get into all that. These guys were afraid that they were going to end the world based on genetic engineering and manipulating DNA to create organisms that didn't exist in nature yet. Talking Jurassic Park type experiments. Stuff you see in movies. Now, the place became known as Asilomar, and it's an annual retreat that they conduct to determine guidelines that can be laid down to sort of protect humankind. A strict ethical code, so to speak, that ensures biotechnology and technology in general doesn't unleash the apocalypse. Now, 42 years later, in January 2017, just last month, scientists gather again to discuss digital innovation. This time, superintelligence that could escape human control. Now, the main economical concerns regard manufacturing jobs. They're not coming back. No matter what this current administration tells you, they aren't coming back. And unfortunately for you, the major contributing factor isn't globalization, because that could be easily solved. It also isn't the fact that you aren't allowed to offshore your taxes. The fact of the matter is manufacturing jobs peaked in 1979 and have been slowly decreasing ever since. An interesting fact to consider there is, while at the same time manufacturing jobs were decreasing, actual manufacturing was increasing to keep up with the population which went up 100 million people. So there are a lot of environmental factors that are contributing to this technology overtaking of human efficiency, or lack thereof, rather. So while manufacturing jobs are slowly being overthrown by technology, overall job creation in the middle class sector has declined ever since the Reagan administration. And I'm not saying there's a correlation between the two, but your boy was the sitting president. Now, all this we have to consider is before AI has even taken over the healthcare sector, all car services, truck driving. And truck driving is an interesting one because there are about 1.7 million truck drivers in America and about 8 million jobs that are either directly or indirectly affected by the truck driving industry. On top of those numbers, there are an additional 1.7 million taxi, bus and delivery drivers in America. All these statistics come from McAfee. McAfee also suggests all 1.7 million of those truck driving jobs will be replaced in the next decade. It doesn't say of the 1.7 million taxi cab and Uber drivers out there, but I presume a large swath of them will be jobless as well. Not jobless, but they at least won't be driving cars, not for a living. Now, the reason for this isn't immigrants coming and taking high skilled Americans jobs. It's because truck driving is a $700 billion industry where one-third of all costs go to drivers. Truck driving is the last middle-class job that doesn't require a degree. Unless you're going to work on an oil rig or do some type of high-risk construction work, 
And I presume to work on an oil rig, you probably need to be a petroleum engineer or something like that these days. Who knows? What I do know is all these numbers lead to the same outcome, which is higher paying, high skilled jobs, but less of them. So you're going to be having guys that are platooners that operate six trucks at a time or 10 trucks at a time. Who knows? Or in the case of a manufacturing job, you're going to have one engineer operating the entire floor. That's already happening, though. And the efficiency will be better. That's what capitalism does. The United States exhibits wider disparities of wealth between rich and poor than any other major developed nation. That's not an accident, folks. If current trends continue, it's not going to be like Terminator because people are going to rise up way before machines. Jobs right now are either at the very high end or the very low end. But I'll let Forrest Gump have the last word for me on this topic. And that's all I have to say about that. Indeed it is. However, it's not all Elon Musk has to say about that. So I'm going to play a few comments I have queued up from him in a segment I like to call. What did you say? Did he really just say that? Why would you say that? Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? <laughs> Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. Oh, oh, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? No, no, I don't know. You said Did you really? No. No. Ain't no way. So... At said conference that I alluded to earlier, Elon Musk was in attendance and he's had a lot of comments on AI and technology in general, the advancement of it over the past few years that have been pretty frightening to people who aren't familiar with the advancements of technology and just look at some of this stuff in passing. If you listen to Elon Musk speak on these topics, it'll scare you pretty quickly. So brace yourself. I'm going to play a little bit of Elon Musk talking about AI as our biggest existential threat. I think we should be very careful about artificial intelligence. Um, if I were to guess at what our biggest existential threat is, it's probably that. Um, so we need to be very careful with artificial intelligence. I'm increasingly inclined to think that there should be some uh, regulatory oversight uh, at the at maybe at the national and international level, uh, just to make sure that uh, we don't do something very foolish. Um, I mean, with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. You know, you know all those stories where there's the guy with the pentagram and the holy water, and he's like, "Yeah, you sure you can control the demon?" <laughs> Didn't work out. Some interesting thoughts there, as always, from Elon Musk, who has the ability to enlighten anyone on topics involving artificial intelligence and technology. You're talking about the co-founder of PayPal, the founder of Tesla, SpaceX, the guys building a hyperloop. If you don't know what that is, Google it. Bro is building a tunnel under LA because he's sick of the inefficiency of traffic. I mean, guys on another level. So anything he says on this subject is going to carry a lot of weight. Fortunately for us, though, that isn't all he had to say. Mr. Musk went on to say, and I know this is the formal way you would address Elon Musk if you ever met him, but it just sounds weird when you say it. Anyway, Elon went on to divulge what his biggest specific fear about artificial intelligence is. 
I think that the biggest risk is not that the AI will develop a will of its own, but rather that it will follow the will of people that establish its utility function or its optimization function. And that optimization function, if it is uh, not well thought out, I mean, even if it's relatively, if its intent is benign, it could have quite bad, uh, quite a bad outcome. For example, um, if you were a hedge fund or a private equity fund, and you said, well, all I want my AI to do is maximize the value of my portfolio, then it, the AI could decide, well, the best way to do that is to uh, short consumer stocks, go along defense stocks, and start a war. Um, and that would also be quite bad. I don't know about you, but the nonchalant fashion in which he described that scenario is pretty frightening for me. Yes, it'd be quite bad if the AI decided to short defense stocks and start a war. It'd be quite bad. You're damn right that'd be quite bad, Elon. It'd be pretty terrifying for the entire global population. So please continue doing your part to ensure that doesn't happen. And for Elon, it is. It's very important. He's actually a partial investor in a nonprofit research organization called OpenAI, which aims to ensure technology is developed ethically and safely. So they're basically watchdog organizations to oversee the implementation process of some of this new technology, which is obviously important since he alluded to it in his earlier comments on regulation and technology and AI. But his last comments addressed that whole Skynet theory. So we're back to Terminator and whether or not that's a real threat we need to consider in the future. He also talks a little bit about the importance of pairing human biology with technology's efficiency to make sure we aren't wiped out of the workforce completely. We're headed towards either superintelligence or civilization ending. Those are those like the two things that are like that, that'll happen. Intelligence will keep advancing. The only thing that would prepare for advancing is, is something that puts civilization into stasis or destroys civilization. So then we have to figure out what is a world that would, we would like to be in where there is this um, uh, digital superintelligence. Um, I think the, uh, and then another point that I think is really important to appreciate is that um, we are, all of us already are cyborgs. Um, so you have a machine extension of yourself in the form of your, your phone and your computer and all your applications. You are already superhuman. But by far, you have more, more power, more capability than the President of the United States had you know, 30 years ago. Um, if you have an internet link, uh, you, you have an oracle of wisdom, you can communicate to millions of people, you can communicate to the rest of Earth instantly. Um, I mean, these are magical powers uh, that didn't exist not that long ago. So everyone is already superhuman. That's a really fascinating way of looking at it, because if anyone out there has seen Black Mirror on Netflix, I encourage you to do so, because it addresses a lot of what Elon Musk is talking about in the very near future. In 30 to 50 years, we're all going to have what they call in Black Mirror Z eyes that are able to record everyone's memory instantaneously just like with facebook we're going to know everyone's thoughts only we won't have to type them out or comment on them they're just going to be in our heads 
the social ranking structure we've developed through apps like Instagram and Twitter are going to be in front of us 24-7 with augmented reality. Indeed, there are extremely fascinating times ahead, my friends, but there's no use in fixating on or dictating terms to an inevitable future, because it's coming, and whether or not you're prepared, it's going to slap you in the face like a hit of cocaine, and when it does, I just hope that you're strapped in and prepared to enjoy the ride. Man, but evolution and artificial intelligence are a couple subjects that I could go for hours on end on with no audience and zero people here to bounce ideas off of. And I kind of feel like I just did, but it's only been a good 15, 20 minutes or so. And I'm wrapping things up with Beach House's Master of None. I hope, as always, you enjoyed this podcast and you're enjoying your daily grind through life. I feel like this song is a good theme to ride things out on, given the futuristic, vibey, melodic tone. So, enjoy. Enjoy.